Good morning. Welcome to another virtual worship here at the Friendship Baptist Church here in downtown Aiken, South Carolina. We're so glad that you have chosen to join in with us this morning, for there is a word from the Lord. If you will, turn with me to the book of Judges, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. Old Testament, the book of Judges, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. You'll find these words. Jephthah, the Giladites, was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get any inheritance in our family they said, because you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob, where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. Sometime later, when the Ammonites were fighting against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to Jephthah, from the land of Tob. Come, they said, be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Jephthah said to them, didn't you hate me and drive me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to him, nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with us to fight the Ammonites, and you will be head over all of us who live in Gilead. Jephthah answered, suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head? The elders of Gilead replied, the Lord is our witness. We will certainly do as you say. This morning, I want to use as a subject of thought, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. As I bring this message this morning, I, I uh, want to thank Sister Dorothy Naylor, and she, she'll know in the Bible study group, will know uh, what I'm talking about. Thank her for leading me to this message this morning. You know, in my 21 years of pastoring and 25 years of ministry, I would have to say that one of the top questions often asked of me is, how do I know God's plans for my life? Many people journey through life often wondering in their search for their usefulness in life. Oh, I am a firm believer that God will reveal the plans for your life when God has your full attention, too often we are hindered in our efforts to come to realization of what our life can be or could be or would have been if we had listened to those in our physical ear versus listening to the spirit of God in our spiritual ear. The Bible is clear and that there is an inner war that often goes on 
within us. If you read the writings of Paul in his letter to the Romans in chapter number 7, beginning at verse 21 through 25, he writes, So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. See right there, Paul makes it plain and simple. There is an inner man that I often like to refer to as that carnal man, that birth man on the inside that will fight with the spiritual man trying to move in on the inside. You see, only Jesus, Christ can rescue us, our soul from this physical body that will surely die one day. You see, the development of the spiritual man is so important in an effort to save the physical man from eternal death. That is why, that is why uh, in the old days, you know, we as children, we were made to go to church at an early age. Uh, anybody that's over 50, I think I can speak on your behalf. Uh, parents didn't ask you, did you want to go to church? They didn't ask you whether you were going. Huh? It was expected that you would go. You would get up and go. You were made to participate in church programs, made to sing in the children in the junior choirs, made to participate in church plays. And the list can go on and on and on. And all of these activities made a difference and helped shaping our lives to lead us to the Lord. Yes, parents, uh, during my day and back in those days, and even some today, they, they, they took to heart. Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, not the way that they want to go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. They understood that even if we strayed away, God's word uh, that was planted in us would lead us back to the fold to become people of God. And because they knew and believed with all their heart that God had a plan for our lives. Yes, I truly believe that there is a plan. There is a, a, a plan for each of our lives. But too often, some of us, uh, we never get into a real relationship with the Lord to discover those plans. Those plans do not just drop out of the sky. Then so many allow where they come from or how they got here on earth to be a stumbling block in getting to know God's plan. And that leads us to our message this morning in the book of Judges. The title describes the leaders of Israel that they had from the time of the elders who outlived Joshua until the time of the monarchy. You see, Judges' principal purpose is best described over in Judges 2, verse 16, where it reads, nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. You see, according to tradition, Samuel wrote the book. But authorship is actually uncertain. 
The book of Judges also uh, describes the life of Israel in the promised land from the death of Joshua to the rise of the monarchy. Let us walk through the text, and we won't be long this morning. Notice, beginning right there in 11.1, says Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. And Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You're not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. Just look at this for a few minutes. Here it is. The text tells us <coughs> that Jephthah was a mighty warrior. It also reveals to us that his mother was a prostitute. It also tells us that his father had sons with his wife who despised Jephthah and ran him away from the family. Yes, his half-brothers didn't like him, but they had another reason for not liking him. Had to do with inheritance. You see, his brothers ran him away because of that inheritance. Because back in those days, Children like Jephthah were considered to be called what folks would say illegitimate children. And I stop by to tell you that's nothing illegitimate about a child. Jephthah was born out of illegitimate relationship. And out of this relationship, which was not a legal relationship between his daddy and the prostitute, uh, the brothers uh, that Jephthah's dad had with his mother uh, they decided that he would not get any of the inheritance. So it presented an issue. Text says that they got together and, and that they didn't want him around. So verse 3 says us, tells us, So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob, where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. Here it is. He's been pushed away from his family, pushed away from his hometown. And now he's settling with some folks that would not be considered good people. But he's settled in, a, in this land where this gang of scoundrels were drawn to him. And not only were they drawn to him, but they followed him. In other words, he becomes their leader. He became a great leader huh, before becoming a judge. And so it goes on to tell us that sometime later, when the Ammonites were fighting against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Come, they said, be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Notice now, Israel's enemies, the Ammonites, are now fighting to take over Israel. And the elders of Gilead, they go looking for Jephthah. Because, remember, the text told us he was a mighty warrior. They knew that before they ever ran him out of town. So they go looking for him to be their leader. Remember now, 
They had a problem with him because he was a prostitute's son. Remember, they had a problem with him because he was considered an illegitimate child. Now he's been asked to come back and save those who ran him away, his brothers and their families. You see, you have to be careful who you run away just because they did not enter this world the way you entered. In other words, they didn't come in with married parents. They didn't come in in what is known as a legitimate relationship. So here it is. They want him. But notice what Jephthah says in verse number seven. Jephthah says to them, didn't you hate me and drive me from a father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? Notice now what Jephthah reveals in his response. Not only did his brothers run him away, but the elders of the town ran him away. Huh? Some of them were part of the crowd that ran him out of town, all because he was born a son of a prostitute. And notice what the, the elders, how they respond. In verse 8, the elders of Gilead said to him, nevertheless, we're turning to you now. Come with us to fight the Ammonites, and you will be head over all of us who live in Gilead. You see, the elders, they readily admit their role in running him out of town when they say never, nevertheless. In verse 9, Jephthah answered, suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really, will I really be your head? And Jephthah was skeptical about the elders' willingness to accept him and their promise to follow him. And notice when Jephthah says, and the Lord gave them to me. Notice, here we find someone who was run out of town, someone whose mother was a prostitute, someone who's considered an illegitimate child, someone that nobody wanted around, acknowledges God as his source of power. Because he said, when the Lord gives them to me. And the elders of Gilead replied, the Lord is our answer, is our witness. We will certainly do as you say. You see, the elders gave assurance that they would certainly follow him and allow him to lead. You see, if you read on through the entire story, and I hope you will, Jephthah led Israel in many victorious battles. He served as judge for six years. Yes, Jephthah's family and the elders of the town didn't know that God had a plan for Jephthah's life. See, this goes to show that it does not matter, yeah, who your mama is, doesn't matter who your daddy was, doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter even who you hook up with, it doesn't matter if other folks don't accept you, that God has a plan for your life. Yeah, he has a plan, and whatever you do, I just want to tell you, don't give up on God, because God has a plan. Man might give up on you, but don't give up on God. Yes, Jephthah ran out of town, all because of the way he came into the world, all because he didn't fit the description of a legitimate child by those, but yet God loved him. 
God had a plan for his life. Yeah, when he left town, the text tells us that he hooked up with some scoundrels, but God still used him. Just want to let you know, folks, when friends become few, continue to trust God. Yeah, when they walk away from you, continue to trust God because God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for all of our lives. And I believe when, when Jephthah left, left Galilee and had to go to Tob, he may not have known that God had this plan for his life. But one thing we can find from the text, he always acknowledged God. So I want to say to you this morning, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you've been through, no matter uh, what you've done, always acknowledge who God is because God has his eyes on all of us and God has a plan for your life. Yeah, when the road gets weary, remember that God has a plan. When the storms of life are raging, remember that God has a plan. We have to learn how to wait on the Lord. And Jephthah was used by God. When others threw him away, when others ran him away, when others didn't want him around, when others didn't want to have anything to do with him, family members cast him away. Yet God still used him. Say so to you this morning, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what you've done, God has a plan for your life. Be like Jephthah. Always acknowledge God and all that you do. Trust God, not in some things, but in all things. And he'll lead you to the plan for your life. If you've been watching this morning, I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. But above all, I pray that you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I pray that even if you're going through the storms of life, don't allow the clouds and the rain that's in your life to deter you from being about what God has planned for, for you. Accept Jesus Christ just where you are, believing that he died on a cross, that he was buried, that he's resurrected. The Bible declares, thou shalt be saved. And as always, we ask that you would connect with a Bible teaching church somewhere in your area where you can grow in your word, where you can grow in grace, where you can grow and be led by God's word to the plan that he has for your life. Again, we thank you for watching. We thank you for tuning in. And as always, <clears throat> take the Lord with you everywhere you go. Jephthah did that, even when he was ran out of town. Because when the elders, if you go study the text, when they met up with him, he always acknowledged God. Now, Father God, we thank you for this time of worship this morning. Now, Lord, as we depart from this place, but never from your presence. Give each and every one of us traveling grace that your Holy Spirit will continue to rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth, now and forevermore. Amen.